0: Welcome back everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now Thursday edition. Thanksgiving down in the United States. Uh, Bob Stauffer with the Oilers currently in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, CBA mandated off day today for the Edmonton Oilers. Tomorrow morning the team will fly to Las Vegas. They'll practice at the Golden Knights practice facility. Take on the Golden Knights. Uh, Saturday 5 o'clock puck drop here on the Oilers Radio Network. Cam and myself will have the call with Robin Reed. Uh, Jack and Louie, we just had Louie on. It'll have the uh, the TV broadcast of the game along with Gene Principe. What is Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Every Thursday at 1 p.m., uh, we are joined by Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network for Friends of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. There's a saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I think if you end up on good morning america you've probably made it as well we welcome back to the show kevin weeks kevin how you doing
1: i'm, I'm great stuff how you doing Hope, hopefully everybody's doing well out there in alberta too yeah well the two Canadian, the two alberta teams are clicking along pretty good
0: right now top two spots yes, in, the, uh, in the western conference and in the pacific division uh, calgary one point ahead of edmonton edmonton with a higher points for spinach because they played one fewer game is this your first ever appearance on good morning america
1: GMA, yeah. Yeah, I did the uh, state show a few weeks back with Hoda and, uh, and Jenna. But, yeah, this is my first one on GMA. And they're all a part of the Disney ESPN family, ABC, Hulu. So it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking hockey, which is great, and kind of teeing up a lot of the viewers on what's going to be a huge weekend for us. I think we have 27 games across all the ESPN plat- platforms this weekend, starting off tomorrow with all of our Thanksgiving games. We have three games on our air tomorrow, and I'll be calling the Nashville one alongside Leah Hextall. It's the Devils at Nashville tomorrow evening. That'll be our third game. But, yeah, it'll be fun to be on GMA tomorrow talking pucks and talking about all of our great players like Connor and Leon and the rest of them.
0: Well, one of the problems that's happened, the ESPN's broadcast two orders games. They did the game in Buffalo and the game in Dallas. So I'm officially petitioning ESPN. Uh, TNT, on the other hand, the Oilers have won every game they've been on TNT, but they've dropped the two <laughs> on <out of> ESPN. <laughs> Funny how that Listen, works. I was so, in the what? studio
1: the other night for that, that one in Dallas. And that one, I mean, Dallas played a textbook game, not to take anything away yeah, from yeah. them. I really thought Dallas played a, a playoff style game in being able to neutralize the oil. And also Dallas scored on the power play a couple times, but that that wasn't the oil's best game. We know that they didn't look like themselves in that game.
0: Well, you know what? That was the first time all year, and I was talking to Jack Michaels about this uh, yesterday. First time all year, you know, we had to feel like I don't think they're coming back. Like you just the the way Dallas's top four had a lockdown. Uh, mm-hmm. There were two pretty my, like there there were lots of and this isn't a source of exasperation and frustration in oil country. There was a lot of obvious calls both ways in that game, but Duncan Keith got high stick the first shift of the game, knocked a couple of his teeth off their posts. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. You know, so he was not very pleased. Uh, McLeod got, I mean, it was blatant with McLeod, like just a uh, you know, Bouchard got a, when the orders were short-handed, twice got a stick slashed right out of his hand, right in front of the net, looked at the ref, and the ref just, you know, the two guys working. Like, veteran, te- You know my theory, veteran teams get veteran calls, and the problem yep. with complaining about officiating is that it ends up being a loser's lament. I still think, Kevin, the league has to do more to... Uh, you know what? I don't buy the concept the Stars have... And the orders have the type of team, Kevin, where everybody gets up to plan because they got Connor and Leon. So they're not getting oh, yeah. a lot of free, pass, free passes. But my expectation is those calls should be made. And it just... There's too much inconsistency with the calls. And it's it's a frustrating part of the NHL for me, frankly. I'd like to get your thoughts on that
1: i think the biggest thing and i don't disagree i've been in situations where i've been on young teams i've been on rebuilding teams i've been on contending teams and i was on a team that went there to stanley cup final so i've kind of seen it all that way um in terms of what how officiating can go depending on, on where you're at in that cycle on any one of those types of teams i think the biggest thing for the oil right now for me is they have the ability now obviously with leon and connor To attack the middle of the ice and they're doing a good job of that but i also think that there's and zach hyman is dog on a bone, great signing as i told you in the offseason it would be but i want to see more oilers players playing harder through the middle and i think if they can attack the net more cycle more attack the goal line more be harder in and around that perimeter in and around the opposing net i definitely think they're going to draw more calls i'm not not saying because i agree with you i I definitely think that Leon and, and Connor can can draw and should be able to draw more on their own anyway. But I feel like stylistically as a team, when you do play that way, and it's not just those three guys that I mentioned, those two plus, let's say Zach Hyman, if their team starts playing that way more often, that'll be a part of their identity. It will open up the ref's eyes, and it might not only have to be a call that's drawn by Leon or Connor. It could also, or or Zach, it could be. You know, one that's drawn by Yamamoto or by Ryan McLeod, or McLeod, as you were saying, or, you know, somebody else for that matter. So I think that's a part of their identity as they continue to grow and sure. and evolve their game. But I know how frustrating it is when, when you know that there are calls that typically are called and they're not, and you're kind of looking around like, and I remember that. I remember when we'd play. You know, this is mid nineties and Colorado avalanche were stacked all NHL all-star team Rangers stacked. NHL all-star team Devils stacked. NHL all-star team uh, Dallas stars, same thing. And when we play at Detroit, of course, anytime we play one of those five teams, <laughs> it's almost like that power play called against you. penalty called on you next thing. You know, now you're down five on three next you You're just chasing your tail. And it seemed like so many of those players from those teams. And if you think of those clubs, they had elite Hall of Famers, some already a try now, but like, you know, the, in the same ilk of a Connor and a Leon, be it Fedorov, be it Eisman, be it Sakic, you know, all these different players, Modano. And it always seemed to me that they got the benefit of the calls. But if you know, then you recall, all those teams as a whole played really hard. And I think that'll help the oil. And I'm sure Coach Tippett knows that too. I watched it just in the progression with
0: the Oilers in the 80s. Like, when they played the Islanders in the 81 series and even in the 83 series, I felt that the Islanders got more calls. And by the time Edmonton played Boston in 88-90... It was yeah. Edmonton that got the, the, the I felt, the majority of the calls. So I've always stated that veteran teams get veteran calls. And that, you know, for me, a little bit exasperating because I want the game officiated, not managed. And I sense at right. times it's managed. But you know what? Uh, it is what it is. Let me ask. The, the, Can you come back in about an hour, please? Thank you. Uh, just <laughs> uh, doing the show in the hotel room. So
1: uh, yeah, yeah, goodbye here. You've been yeah, there I'm doing before. i in my you. hotel room in Nashville, too. Talking about, I'm literally <laughs> looking around my room. So well, you right know now. what? It'll be
0: so, really. I'm with you. It'll be really freaky. You. It'll be really yeah. freaky if you, if they come knocking on your door in the, during the course of this interview, Kevin. Kevin, we <laughs> yeah, exactly. appreciate for Canadian <laughs> for Canadian Power Pack. Uh, all right, a couple uh, quick hitters here. Uh, the Alberta, yeah, teams, no Edmonton, and
1: Calgary—they're doing it differently, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they're doing it differently. Uh, I love what I'm seeing. I'm jazzed by what I'm seeing right now. Based on, you know, we talk about the oil, you know, I can give all types of of credit to their progression and what Connor and Leon are doing. It's otherworldly. It's video game-ish based on how good they are. All things being equal, the oil team has come so far from where they were. And I still think they have another level or two in their group to hit. Me too. Uh, I would then say, you know, so that was expected, but to be fair, I didn't expect the flames to come out this way. What daryl has been able to do, brother Daryl in Calgs, what he's been able to do behind the bench there. I've talked to so many players. Um, listen to Milan Lucic. We had him on in the post game, the other night. And I think that was their game in Chicago. Yeah, after that game in Chicago, because you guys were in Dallas. That's right. So that was one of the two of the three games we had a, the other night on the SPN. And I was just, you listen to Lucic and talking to other guys in their room, everybody is saying, we're playing big D hockey, big Daryl hockey everybody's yep. got in everybody's positionally sound guys are defending blocking shots guys you didn't think that would play hard are playing harder like a Johnny Gaudreau and Monaghan and some of the other guys in their group my man Ponti is having an amazing season Oliver Shillington a lot of people wouldn't notice Shillington has been mentored by my former teammate and two-time Stanley Cup champ Johnny Oduya Johnny Oduya has done an amazing job he's basically taking him under his wing on-ice, off-ice, training, lifestyle, everything. And Shillington's had a breakout season. And, of course, you know, with the departure of Geo up to uh, Seattle, that, that affords more ice time. But Shillington's been outstanding. The goalies have been amazing. I think they've got a combined seven shutouts uh, between Markstrom with five and Vladar with two. And Who would have thought that we would have said, outside of Kachuk, now they bring in good Branson, Lucic, but outside of those guys, who would have thought that we would have said, okay, The Flames are playing hard. Because we know that they were short on their sticks before. They didn't really compete in all areas of the ice. There are only a few guys that played hard. But right now, to their credit and to Daryl's credit, he's done an amazing job. And what this has done, and I'm glad you asked me about it, it's made the Battle of Alberta more intense and more compelling, even better. It's always great, but it's even greater right now now that these two teams are humming along right now. Well,
0: one guy—not to pat myself on my back, but I often do that on this show. That's just part of who I am. Why not? Uh, with all, with all seriousness, ahead. I did have Calgary <laughs> taking a, a, a step forward this year, and I— just, to me, mm. it was simple. I just looked at the save percentage that Markstrom from had last year, 904, and I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no way he's going to be mm-hmm. that bad under under a Daryl Sutter coach team. The team will have an identity. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd have quite the goal differential. They're plus thirty in goal differential right now. Plus thirty like, right now, exactly. Now I, I I will say like so I I thought he'd probably finish marks from somewhere like realistically it was nine eighteen the two mm-hmm. years before he got there nine oh four. He's a good goal to enter Vancouver played a loose style. He was oh, yeah. he was their MVP. That was a big loss for them, Kevin. I knew he was going to be better, okay? But I also think they benefit from something else. I think everybody gets up now, and this hasn't always been the case with Edmonton. wasn't the case when it was Hall, Nugent, Hopkins, and Everly. That's why the Oilers lit up Chicago a couple times in Mm 11-12. But right now, everybody gets up to play the Oilers, okay? Because they want to go up against Connor and Leon. In my opinion, Kevin that doesn't happen when teams play calgary and it's a double whammy when you play calgary because they can Mm -hmm. choke the life out of you with that system that daryl employs and so you know if you're not on your game against the flames they'll just completely shut you down and that's what's happening
1: totally yeah no question you're exactly right they're playing a style that a lot of teams don't want to play and i mentioned this on the air the other night as well and i'll say it here on our air to me, what they're doing is they're doing a lot of what the, the L.A. Kings under Darryl committed to doing and the way they've committed to playing. Solid defensive, block shots, be positionally sound, try to exit out of the D zone quickly when you have possession. If you don't have a safe one-two pass out of the D zone, get a high flipper and chase it down. Use your speed, play hard in front of your net, be willing to battle on the boards, and play hard in front of the uh, opposing net. I mean, we saw that Dustin Brown, how hard did he play? And does he still play even still? Still plays hard. Andre Kopitar, 200-foot center, both sides of the puck, played hard. Drew Doughty, we know, like, you can go up and down the list of that LA Kings team under Darrell and how they played. And I gotta tell you, it's a hard way to play. That's why those guys were the champions. It's demanding. But you know what, once you buy into that, you can have success in this league as a club. And the Calgary Flames, to their credit, I wasn't sure that they had enough guys in their group that were willing to do it. But to their credit, they are. And again, from speaking to guys in their group, they're loving playing for Daryl right now because they're seeing the results off. That's one thing. You know, whether it's a goalie coach telling you something or an assistant coach or a defenseman telling you something or head coach telling the team, when they're trying to impart something on you or tweak something or make an adjustment, Sometimes that's frustrating because you don't see the fruits. And you might even struggle through the transition. But in this case, not this year. Everything he's preaching, they're buying into. And for the most part, they're executing. And they're getting the results right away. So it becomes even more uh, infectious and more gratifying.
0: Yeah, well, they're they're going to be a tough out for whoever plays. The one question will be you know, they haven't had any injuries at all to deal with, the top-end guys. Um, That's number one. And number two is Where's their room to grow? Like I look at Edmonton and the orders are, you know, Mikko Koskinen's ten and two, and you know yep. he's not their starter. They, the Edmonton obviously misses Mike Smith. He's not going to be back right away. That said, the orders are fourteen and four. I think Edmonton's going to improve their team and personnel during the season. Mm-hmm. The Flames have got that wherewithal as well with Brad Treil even It's going to be interesting. Was the Canadian division the North division? Was it maybe mm-hmm. better than some people thought? Given where Toronto's at right now, the Jets are a good team. Edmonton and Calgary.
1: What do you think? I think it's better. I think that the I think the repetitive nature of it and not being able to leave the country and being confined in the country. And I say that but geographically speaking confined. I, I say that that was probably something that was more of a challenge. And of course you know when you're matching up against different teams and different players, different time zones, more often, it's a different different thing. But I think that was a challenge in and of itself. I mean, it was a unique year. It's never happened before in the history of the NHL. All those teams that you mentioned, you're showing growth. I mean, even when you play the Sens, they're stacked with good young kids, good players. You can't overlook the Sens when you go into Ottawa or when they come to play you. You can't overlook them. I mean, Van's struggling right now. Van's having a horrific season. And, you know, it's just a... We always wish the best for every NHL team and every market, but they're they're going through a tough time again, and wow, a yeah. lot of the neg. Uh, I mean, I'm underselling it, but a lot of the negativity that's there, it's just, it's just very toxic. It's a very toxic um, kind of set of circumstances overall out there, and it's unfortunate, but th- you can't sleep on the Canadian teams. I, I really think that it was a more challenging year in that division, to your point, than people probably gave it credit for, and what's come out of that is. I mean, heck, you look at what Montreal did last year. I mean, they didn't buy their way there. They played their way to the cup final. And now you look at what's happened this year. I mean, that's, you know, we can talk about Carey Price and Shea Weber and all both guys, no question. But it just goes to show, man, there's no success that's guaranteed in this league. And that's some tough sledding. They had some tough sledding to get there last year, contrary to what people think. And, you know, the realities of where the league is now, it's again. We didn't see. Let's look at you guys in the Pacific stuff. We talked about this earlier in the season. Who thought? Raise the hand to any of the listeners out there that thought the Pacific was going to be this good. Come on, be honest.
0: Right. Nobody thought. No. It was a lot of people. Were, a lot of people had five teams from the Central and three from the Pacific making
1: the playoffs. Thank you. And by the way, all of a sudden now, LA is good. And, and improving as a young club with young kids that are playing really well. Jonathan Quick still really good. With injuries. Of course. They don't have their they
0: don't have one with of the best injuries without the league,
1: their top Doughty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so so the Kings are better. All the California teams. The Ducks are money right now. Of course, San Jose's been really good. My man Bob Duke Buechner and Dallas Eakins, both biggest, them, respectively. Biggest biggest surprise teammates.
0: for me is San Jose. I can't believe
1: Of course. Like I look of course, at San and Jose. How, and, and by I the go. way, what about James Reimer? Yeah, he tweeted about here. this the other day. Yeah, former Red Deer Rebel, second tour of duty in San Jose, and he's lighting it up this year. I'm really happy for him. But uh, all that to say, like the Pacific Division, we didn't we didn't see this coming. At least you said the Flames. I didn't see the Flames being this good this year. I thought it so would be good too.
0: So. I'm only half right, because I got Calgary right, but Vancouver wrong. Huh? <laughs> Kevin, great stuff. <laughs> good, morning, uh, good morning, America, tomorrow, and an NHL president's job within the calendar year. That's my call.
1: <laughs> oh, man, well, thank you. You're too kind. But, yeah, look forward to being on GMA tomorrow morning and then doing this Preds game. Thanks to everybody in Alberta, man. Hope you're all getting dialed in for the, uh, the holiday season up there and hope to be up there within uh, within the next three weeks or so.
0: Awesome stuff. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. Sorry,
1: buddy. Thanks, Emil.
0: You bet. That's Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We'll tell you that Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at JVEdmonton.ca. We still have, uh, in this uh, half-hour block, the Oilers Now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. We'll get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. You're listening to Oilers Now. It is 125 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Zach Cassing from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Check. It is... Is 127 at Edmonton. Zach and a goal and two assists last night for the Edmonton Oilers, playing on a line with Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid. You already know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford, and Wetaskiwin are 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction? What does that mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. You can call them at one 877 3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. All right, we are gonna head into the Oilers Now Prospect Report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit ScottArthurMillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. All
2: right, well, it's another... This is WHL supremacy for the first time in a long time. CHL top 10 rankings in the eighth week of the season. The Winnipeg Ice lead things as they have most of the way. I believe this is four consecutive weeks or more atop things. They sit atop the WHL standings. Everett is second in the country. The Kamloops Blazers third. And your Edmonton Oil Kings fourth. Now, I'm sure you know by now uh, some of the major producers on the Winnipeg Ice leading to this success. Matthew Savoy leading the Western Hockey League in points. He's got 12 goals and uh, 24 assists for 36 points in 21 games, but uh, there is a non-drafted player there named uh, Mikey Milne, who is also having an excellent season. He's hovering around the Western Hockey League goals lead with 15. So They seem to be the team to beat coming out of the East, Bob, although Brad Lauer's group just won't go away.
0: Oh, the Oil Kings have beaten Winnipeg the only time the two teams met see, this season. Edmonton's going to be adding at least one more player, likely a defenseman, between now and the WHL trade deadline. They just got Jake Neighbors back. And uh, coming up on today's show, Brendan Escott in conversation the next half-hour block with Brad Lauer. I'll also get to some of your texts. We, though, at 129, will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon.